Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Join us this week is Spencer to talk about the win over Hamilton. We chat a little bit about the future of Tynecastle. Look ahead to Celtic in the Scottish Cup. Preview Motherwell and talk about our January signings. How are we this week, guys? Very well, yourself? I'm very well, yeah, doing fine. Um, hearts are through in the cup, so can't be happier, you know. Good performance from Robbie Nielsen and the boys. Um, yeah, it was an okay performance. Uh, I mean, they, they let my coupon down again because I naively backed the 5-0. Um, I thought first half we were actually pretty good. I mean, I thought 1-0 flattered Hamilton. I think we had... Certainly, our, our, a thing that I've always criticised Hearts for in the past, particularly in these types of games, is the intensity that they start off with. And sometimes it can be a little bit slow and lethargic. But I thought the tempo was quite good. I thought um, some of our football was really good. But we were just lacking that little bit of quality in the final third. I don't think we forced the Hamilton goalkeeper into enough saves. Um, really good goal from Humphreys. And I thought once we got that first goal, I thought we would go on and get 2-3 before half-time. I thought Hamilton would probably crumble. But um, credit to them, actually. They kind of stuck in the game a little bit. and We've seen that sort of spell in the second half when particularly I think George Grant going off um, was was the key, really. Um, for the life of me, I, I, I don't understand the substitution. I mean, I, I have no idea what, what Nielsen's thinking there. Putting Alan Forrest on, again, it just interrupted the entire flow and rhythm of, of our side. Of our, of our kind of play and again I thought it left a short in midfield and you've seen Hamilton get a little bit of foothold in the game and they started to play a little bit of football they started to create a few chances and I thought you know we we looked spooked a little bit by it he corrected his decision by obviously bringing on um, another midfielder in Devlin a few minutes later and, and sort of that got the, the structure a little bit better but overall it's still naive and I think had we been playing a better team, it might have cost us. What 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 do you make of them tinkering, the team? Listen, I think I think you can tinker in training and you can tinker in friendlies, but in cup games, I don't think that's the place to do them. See if you're four five nil up. I, I don't think you can even get a proper, um, gurge of of if a formation is working or not. Anyway, so there's no point doing it in games, um, particularly ones of that magnitude. You know, that's why you have friendlies. That's why you have training sessions. If you want to do all that sort of thing, you can test that out then and there. I mean, we criticised them heavily for the Rangers one, and I won't get over that for a while because I thought it was just absolute suicide. And it almost looked like he was trying something similar. He was just trying to be too smart. But fair enough, he corrected it after a couple of minutes. But you think, why did you make this, that substitution in the first place? But maybe it does work in training. Maybe it is the, the sort no, of... No, but no, no, no. You know, no, no. He, he, Come on, he, he's clearly not that stupid, surely. Mm, well... I mean, I, I just don't understand what he's seen. I think everyone in the stand were just bemused as to as to what he was playing at. And for me, it really could have cost us there. I mean, Hamilton were never going to beat Hearts. There was never any danger of that ever happening. We were never in any danger of losing the game. But, you know, we got the second goal. That sort of calmed a few nerves. But I just think overall that I wanted to see more from Hearts. And I don't, I don't think that's unfair to say that either. I think when you go to the team in the Championship who are bottom of the league, you take... 4,000 fans or whatever it is, everyone's buzzing, and, and to be fair, the way we started the first half, I just thought it was only a matter of time before we scored, and I don't know if it only being 1-0 maybe put a little bit of doubt into certain players or it gave Hamilton a boost, but I just thought if we continued with that type of tempo, and 
you know, George Grant thought played very well, and he was at the heart of a lot, of, a lot of good of what Hearts were doing. But I think if you're gonna take him off, and I know it was, it was probably an injury, then why not just put another midfielder on right away? You know, put another midfielder on right away, and that I don't know just keeps the tempo going. You know, I know Devlin's a different midfielder to Grant, but you know Snodgrass can be a creative midfielder. He, you know, he could have done more of the ball work, but. Yeah, it just baffled me, to be honest. But overall, it's all about getting through, I suppose. I mean, we would take 2-0 before the game, but I just feel like I wanted to see more. Spencer, we, we are through in the Cup. Um, obviously, a 2-0 win, a professional performance from Hearts. Cammy Devlin getting the second goal. Um, what's your overall thoughts on the performance? Yeah, so first half was a lot better than the second half. Um Ultimately, a cup game is just about getting through. I think we, we just touched on that there. And we are in the, the quarterfinal, which will be an interesting tie. We'll get to that later on. But sadly, I didn't make it. I was very close to uh, to being there. I had to give, a, give my ticket away at the, the last minute. So I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to get to go to this famous Friday night in Hamilton. But I watched it on the, on the TV. Um, I thought we were very good in the first half. It was just basically constant pressure, wasn't it? I thought Humphreys was exceptionally... Well, like, I mean, Hamilton bought the championship, but he, play, he played very well. I thought he was a, a major threat throughout the throughout the evening. Uh, second half, we weren't... Hamilton were poor, or do you think Hearts were, were uh, good? Yeah, Hearts, Hearts were good. Um, no, but but I think that's just down to the way that we set up. Um, we showed that we're the third in the Premiership, and we showed that they're... To be fair, I didn't think they were that bad, actually. I mean, I think they'll probably get out of the position they're in. I don't see them getting relegated. I think they'll be... John Rankin seems to... I think they're a decent bit of form as well now, actually, apart from that that defeat. And they, they played okay. I don't think they'll go down. I think they'll be able to get themselves out of trouble in the championship. But first half, we were very good. I thought we played some very good stuff. Second half, we took our foot off the gas a little bit. But again, never under any real pressure or threats or anything like that. I mean, they had a couple of half chances, a couple of balls into the box, but did Clark really have a, a save to make? Not, not that I can can think of. So, um, yeah, I mean, probably would have liked a couple more goals, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a comfortable victory and we're in at the quarterfinals. So that's all that matters. We weren't that stressed through the game, Gordon. I mean, you know, it was a routine 2-0 win, wasn't it? I think it's, it is all about getting through and um, you've got to give them credit for that, but... It's for me. It's the least they should be doing. Um, it's, it's, and I, the only reason I'm picking holes in this is because I thought we were, we were really good in the first half, and I think the tempo was really, really good, and there was enough create creativity on that park to to score more goals. And I'm just disappointed that we didn't really kill the game off until ten, fifteen minutes left. And I just felt like you know the the fans probably deserved a little bit more, but. Um, you know, people always roll their eyes and oh, you're never happy and um, okay, and, and but you know you've got to put holes in these types of performances because ultimately when Hearts do come up against better teams, they'll have to be better and they'll have to put teams away when they're on top. And I just feel like if you can't put Hamilton Aki's away when you're on top, then how are you going to go and put Celtic away? And that that's ultimately the questions you've got to ask. You know, I know it's maybe the players were a little bit relaxed because they thought, well, there's never any danger of us losing this game, but. All it takes is one rash challenge and maybe you're down to 10 men and the rhythm of the game changes, they grab a goal out of nothing. You never know. Uh, cup football can be can be very um, difficult to predict sometimes and you only need to look at it in the last round when Aberdeen went out to Darville 
Um, if you're not at it, you know, you can get punished because these are the cut. They're almost free hits for these types of teams. And I think Hamilton, you've probably seen that in the second half more for them. I think they might have expected to have been 3 4 0 down, but they probably got in at half time. And John Rankin probably said, Look, you know, you've been miles off it. These have been pretty good, but it's only 1 0. So go in the second half, you know, get in their faces. Um, ruffle them up a little bit and let's see if we can maybe grab a grab a goal and try and get into penalties or whatever but um, you know Cammy Devlin comes on and, and it's, a, it's a scrappy goal but it's it's a tenacious goal yeah on, on the goal it was sheer determination that got us the goal it was yeah and, and you, ex- you you expect that from Cammy Devlin anyway because he's that type of player and um, he scores two really uh, sorry he scored a really good goal he scored obviously a few weeks ago as well against Aberdeen um, I think that's one thing that's maybe been levelled at him is is his lack of goals. Um, it's not necessarily his game, I suppose, because he's yeah yeah he's more defensive minded midfielder. But he's he's certainly um, certainly done well when he came on. He was probably a little bit disappointed to to have been dropped. But um, I would I would like to see maybe him and Grant play a lot more. I think the best game that I've uh, I think the the best performance so far this season was that first half against Zurich. Uh, and again, it goes back to you know not putting teams away when you're on top, and um, I think certainly um, it's something we we want to see a lot more from Hearts because I think when they they play at that type of rhythm and tempo, um, they're as good as anybody and they can match anybody. But the issue is, do they have the quality at the top end of the park? And I just think with Shankland being out there, um, I really like Humphreys, but I think he's um, he probably needs a partner. I think to get the best out of him, and he didn't really have a partner up front. Yeah, because if if you're if you're obviously putting Grant in there with Devlin, then supposedly you'd push Snodgrass up. Possibly, but I wouldn't even play Snodgrass as a striker. I'm just yeah. talking about you know if you had him and Shanklin up there. But then again, but then again, you lose the pace, don't you? Well, I don't know. I mean, Humphrey's got a bit of pace to be fair. Um, we've not we've not really properly seen him um, have to stretch his legs, but. Um, yeah, look, it, it was it was a decent. I thought first half was good. We approached it in the right manner, and you could argue the game was probably won as soon as we won the lot. But I just think that I would have liked to have seen more goals and um, Hearts really, really boss um, boss Hamilton and, and make a statement. But um, look, if they turn up and win two 0 in the next round, no complaints from me. <laughs> you don't remember these games when, no. you're, when you're at Hamden, no. I suppose. Spencer, what what do you make of um, the statement that came out earlier today? I don't know if you've seen it um, from the club about the um, pyrotechnics that were thrown onto the pitch. Do you think um, pyro or safe pyro adds to the game in Scotland or do you think it should be outlawed and hearts should be fined? That's that's a good question. Um, (laughs) It's a very good question. I I, I don't know what what the party line is from the hearts of you is if you're asking me as an individual. We're we're, we're all about opinions here, so it's your own opinion, really. I mean... I like seeing it in European, you know, it was interesting we had the European teams at Tynecastle. I think they did it in style. I think it, it looks good. Obviously, that Zurich night was a disappointing night, but you think about the, the pyrotechnics they had towards the end of the game, I thought it really, it, it looked cool, <laughs> basically. I think it looked very good. Um, it's a shame when it ruined Hamilton's pitch. I mean, they're a small club. Uh, you know, obviously, it did a little bit of damage, so we made that donation, which was very, very good. Um, pyro, some people hate it, some people... I th- I don't think it's horrendous, to be honest. I think um, I, th- I do think it adds something 
to the um, to the atmosphere. I mean, in Europe, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of European football. I'm assuming nothing ends up on the pitch. Do they? They have these sort of pyrotechnics in the in the stands, like like we've seen with the Zurich supporters and Fiorentina as well. Um, so when it's done like that, it looks good that they've got their own wee section away from people who don't want to be involved with with things like that. Um, I don't see a, a huge issue with it. It's a shame that it ended in in the way that is. Overall, though. Obviously, three and a half thousand season ticket waiting list. That's very impressive. I'm sure you'll get onto that. That's a much more positive thing to be, to be, to be discussing. Um, but just, just we're picking up on the Hamilton there. It wasn't a happy hump, hunting ground for us. Um, Hamilton away, so it's just good to to get get the win there. I wasn't expecting um, an easy game. It turned out that way, but um, we have a horrendous record there. Um, especially our last visit under Mr. Stendel wasn't too too good, but. Um, it was just good to get a, get a win this time. On that statement, Gordon, since we're since we're talking about it, and Spencer alluded to this point. You know, three and a half thousand on the waiting list. I mean, what did what did the club do with that? You know, we're going to have to find a solution there if if the waiting list continues to grow. Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, what you've got to look at is, is utilizing Tynecastle to its, its maximum, um, and I think there's ways of doing that just now. I think play. I think that the issue that that I have, and it's it's people who buy season tickets and and don't go to the match, and I I think I think what happened probably probably during um, lockdown, I think people were buying season tickets to kind of keep the club afloat. People who normally didn't go to the games anyway. Um, and they've just thought, well, I'll renew because you know it's given the club money, and that's great. But you know, if you've got three and a half thousand fans who actually want to go to the match, then you shouldn't really do that. I think there's other ways that you can contribute to the club, i.e., the foundation. Um, you can either up your pledge or you can make a one-off payment. I think that's that that's the way to do that. And I think the club have got to identify who these fans are, contact them, and say, listen, you know, we absolutely appreciate your generosity. Would you mind doing this and not having the season ticket? If you, you, I don't know, maybe come up with some sort of thing where you can give them um, first dibs on any games they want or something like that. I don't know, but I just feel like that when you when Hearts brag about having sellouts and then you see empty seats behind the goals and things like that, it's it pisses you off. It does because it, it it doesn't make us look particularly great. And I think you know if you're a fan that is on the waiting list and you can't get a ticket for a match against Celtic Rangers, Hibs or whatever. And you're looking at these empty seats behind the goals. You're, got, you're not going to be happy, are you? I suppose it's, it's it's not great as well for you know possible younger fans coming in because you know when you or I went to um, started going to the games, there wasn't a waiting list. You know we could easily get tickets to go with our dads and our mums, yeah. and you know it's probably not the best for younger fans coming in as well. Oh, absolutely. I just seen it as well. St Johnston, our next home game, still what three weeks away, and that's sold out already. So. Um, well, I know everybody can't make the match, and and obviously, you know, as well documented that I'm an Evertonian, so um, everyone knows how <laughs> I, I go and watch them, and even they do a ticket exchange, yeah. um, and that's a massive Premier League club who, you know, goods and sold every week, so it's certainly a, a, something that works, um, and I think. When you see big clubs like that doing it, then it's it's a really good thing. But I think we've we've ultimately got to work it a little bit better. I think what's 
a disappointing thing as well. The last few games against the Old Firm, there's been home fa- uh, away fans who have managed to get into the home end. I yep. think that's another thing that needs to be looked at. I know you can't necessarily pat everybody down and maybe get a wee lie detector test and go, "Are oh, you an Old Firm fan?" Um, but I think I think if 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 season tickets are sold out completely at Tynecastle, then they they shouldn't really be able to get tickets, should they? Because I think they should only be getting one section from next season. That's the thing. If someone was to say get escorted out the ground, mm. surely then the person that's giving them their season ticket banned. Absolutely, absolutely. He should be talked to. Yeah. At least, you know what I mean? There no, no. I think it should just be banned yeah. there and then. But and who, who's giving their who's giving their season ticket to an old firm fan? Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't a, do that. No, oh, we wouldn't do that. No, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so the, the, there's a number of things that um, I think the club can can utilise. Um, obviously, there's still going to be a waiting list, and that's good. And you want the waiting list to keep growing because then I think it puts pressure on the club to maybe look at alternative ways. Um, I.e. at Tynecastle again, but maybe you know boosting the the capacity. And I know it's difficult. I know there's a lot of uh, obstacles they would have to jump through, but it's doable. And um, I think safe standings be muted quite a lot. I mean, my ultimate if I was if somebody came to me right now and says, "How would you um, improve Tin Castle? What would you do?" And, I, and what I would do is, people talk about you know filling in the corners. I would only fill in one of the corners. I'd fill in the corner between the Wheatfield and the Roseburn, right? And I would make safe standing from that corner all the way around behind the goals at the Roseburn and bring back the old school end. And I would I I I firmly make that just for Hearts fans. And then I would move the away supporters. Naturally, I'd put I'd put the away supporters in in the end, um, where we sit at the moment. Um, I think it, you know, because you could actually you would still be able to use the same turnstiles, yeah, and there's already the yeah, side. there's already there's already the steps as well leading up to that one section. You wouldn't have to do a lot of work to actually segregate those sections. So that that, that that's what I would do, and I think you would you would get more you get a much better atmosphere as well, especially if everyone was safe standing at the old school end back. Yeah. Because um, you imagine that, and obviously it would be the railing seats, so you could change it for for Europe and things like that. Um, I'm not sure what it, I mean. That would probably boost the, uh, if you filled in that corner, it'd probably boost the capacity up to 25, 26, something like that. Anyway, um, and it, it's certainly doable, I think. So maybe that's something that they can look into. Um, I think they missed a trick when they were building the main stand anyway, because I feel like it's just been done. The bare minimum's been done to it, you know. I mean, when you actually look at the main stand, although there's some good facilities in it, and you know, I love our seats in it. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that they should have built like more hospitality boxes and and kind of things like that. I just feel like you know, like you can, there's not even any hospitality areas where you can look from inside onto the pitch, and I just think that's quite amateurish. It was a prime, it it was a prime opportunity for the club wasn't it to go and make something and, and plan something out properly but as you say it, it sounds as if it's been rushed well you look at the Skylounge restaurant right brilliant don't get me wrong you know it's fantastic you look, you look at the success of our hospitality product in general and you feel like that ha- had they actually like properly sat down and planned something out here and I think that there was an eagerness for the stand to look like the other ones and that's fine but for me they missed a trick I think so and the fact that the stand was built before they they had to put a TV um, studio in. They had to just kind of, but after the stand was already built, the fact that wasn't even included in the original plan, I think highlights maybe the slight. Uh, I don't I don't know if it rushed or amateurish um, kind of way of it, but I suppose when you appoint your brother-in-law to to do um, the construction work, then you know what was that maybe. actually? I didn't know that. 
Well, my one. No, not my one. <laughs> our, our certain chairwomen's. Oh, right. Oh, really? Yeah, so I bro- didn't know that. Our brother-in-law's firm. Yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Spencer, do you think we should have done more with Tincastle when we extended it, or do you think the club are going to have to look at alternative options in the future? Yeah, definitely. I think um, Edinburgh's a population that's always on the rise. Uh, we surpassed over half a million people uh, in the latest census. Um, you expect that that number will obviously... Well, the population's rising everywhere. Um, how many more... Maybe, what, another 20, 30 years? I suspect Edinburgh, maybe even closer than that, will probably surpass a million people, probably even be closer than 20 years, something like that. Um, so Edinburgh's a city that, that's constantly grown. Is a 20,000-seater stadium enough for, for a club that we have ambitions of competing in Europe, winning trophies, challenging for league titles, which I think Hart should ultimately should be the aim. So the stadium isn't, isn't big enough. To be fair, our support's always sort of been pretty steady it's not like a, a Hibs or an Aberdeen where if, if they're not doing particularly well it's half empty isn't it Easter Road and Bitaudry that the heart supports relatively I mean even when we're bad we get about 13 yeah, 14 even, yeah even the Stendhal season Levine season I think it was still pretty pretty much full most most weeks wasn't it um and that probably would have been the same in the championship if we're allowed fans in I suspect it probably would have been able to sell that out as well no we um, all boycotted that yeah, yeah. Covid <laughs> helped us I yeah, think yes possibly <laughs> yeah the stadium wasn't big enough but is there a lot they can do with Tynecastle? I don't think so. I think they'd have to buy a lot of ground. They'd have to do something with the old Tynecastle High School. It's a listed building. Is there anything that can ever be done with that in terms of knocking that down? Not entirely sure. And even even the Wheatfield stand, you've got the um, the brewery and all that. So would they have to buy the brewery or something like that to, to do work on that side? And then the Gorgie stand, you've got the flats behind it. It's not a whole lot you can do. Do we, do we knock down the new stand again and just build, an, build another one that's only six years old? Or... I mean, that's pretty much all you can do. You have to look at other locations. I think Gordon Gordon mentioned before, Megatlands, a place like that, it's very convenient. You've got a, a train station there. I was at Asda today. I was just looking over. You know, it seems like a, an interesting place. There was talk of Sight Hill before, before they built the new flats up there. So is there is there a place in, in Edinburgh where you can redevelop a, a big stadium? I mean, what, what sort of size would we be going for? 35, 30, 40,000, you know? But Tynecastle isn't big enough, and it's it's a shame. Is there anything we can do with it? I'm not entirely sure. People say you can't do the corners. Some people say that you can fill in the corners. Who knows? You can do anything when it's properly planned. And unfortunately, we didn't plan the main stand very well. Um, I, I, look, I think with the stadium right now, I think I, I know that they, they talk about well, you can't fill in the corners because um, they hold up the trusses because you can't take the floodlights away. But uh, you know, I think there's ways around that. You know, move the trusses. Mm. Um, yeah, well, you've seen lots of... I mean, remember, uh, is it Stuttgart? I remember they had a big redevelopment and um, they kept the structure of the stadium. Or the Lezinski as well, you know, in, in Moscow. Um, remember that? They kept the same structure, the same outer, but they redeveloped it from inside. Now, it's a little bit more difficult to do that because you've got four different stands at Tynecastle, but... Um, I think there's things you could do, definitely. Um, you know, how much more space do you need? It, listen, it would be a big job, of course it would be, but um, it's worth looking into. And I think the club have probably shot themselves in the foot by spending twenty million, twenty-one million on new stand, double what they actually sold it to the fans as. Um, and uh, ultimately, it's just not fit for purpose, unfortunately. But. Um, yeah, who knows? 
who knows? I think I think there's things you could do, but it would have to be sat down and the right people would have to be involved in the planning process. Obviously, we've got Celtic next in the cup after getting through. Um, probably the second worst draw we could have got. But again, it is at Tancastle and you take anyone at Tancastle. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think if, if you're going to win the cup, then you've got to beat one of them. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get each other because I think that's what we were all hoping for and then take one of them on at Hamden. But, look, you know, we, we've ran Celtic close this season. They have been beaten by St Mirren. I don't think it's the impossible task that maybe many think it is. I think if you catch Celtic cold, um, you've got a good chance that you, that you might win the game. And Tynecastle, I think, hopefully it'll be jam-packed. And um, and it could be a famous a famous day under the lights. Look, we've been in the Rangers game before covid Nobody thought we had a chance in hell of winning that game. And, With and our Bizanic. Yeah, exactly, and and we did. So it's a cup. It's a cup game. Anything can happen. Um, I think there's certainly a real determination from a lot of these players who have suffered cup heartache to to go on and put that right and and playing against a team who's inflicted two cup final defeats on you in the last uh, four years is is it's a good opportunity. And I guess you would probably rather play them at Tynecastle now than than maybe in the final at Hamden. Um, so oh, definitely, you'd rather take them at at, Ham, at Tynecastle yeah. than Hamden. And as I said, you know they they have all been close games against Postecoglou's sides at, at Tynecastle. You know, four three last time there. Um, you know, it was two one last season, and then obviously we beat them as well the time before that. So um, I think Hart should should go in, get stuck in about them, not play one midfielder in the middle of the park, actually come up with a, a decent formation. Uh, Celtic will have a lot of the ball, they're a tough side to play against, but we shouldn't fear them. I think um, it's all about just getting through, you know, see if we have to camp behind the ball and have a, I don't want to see that obviously, but if we have to have 11 men behind the ball and shithouse our way through in penalties and so be it, but it, you know, we've got to come up with, with the right formation, the right plan. And hopefully it'll be enough um, to take us through. And if we can get into the last four, and I know our record against Rangers is absolutely stinking because you would expect them to be in the last four, maybe we can right a few wrongs, you know, at Hamden. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it's. Uh, I think I think the winner of the Cup will, will come out of, of this game at Tynecastle. I, I think so. And... Um, I just I just have that feeling about it. I think it's a it's a mammoth game, um, mouth watering game really for for the neutral probably, and it's you know we said this a few weeks ago as Rangers that that was a test to see where Hearts were and they failed miserably. This is the real test now because this is a cup game, and if you want to go and challenge for trophies and if you want to go and win games then you've got to show that you've you've got the quality. And I think if Hearts were to roll over and lose three 0 then what's the point? You know, really, it shows you they're just miles and miles and miles behind. Um, so, big game for the players, big game for the manager, and big game for the football club. You've got to beat the the old firm. Obviously, they've um, they've won this trophy more than more than anyone. I think I think it will be a difficult game against Celtic. As Gordon says, we have random close. Something that I bring up a lot of the time is is our record against um, against the old firm. It's three wins and 40 against Celtic. It's not great reading, is it, Ross? Um, but at the end of the day, you, 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 I think you do have to get past these teams. 
but you look at a team like um, there's an opportunity there in the in the semi-final because you've got a, a Falkirk and here United getting through and Vanessa or Kilmarnock as well one of them will be going to Hamden so if you get them in the in the semi-final then you could be looking at another cup final but not only are you going to have to beat Celtic probably you're also going to have to beat Rangers now that's the, the reality because I don't see any of the teams putting them out to be honest so I hope they don't ruin my birthday weekend. It would be it would be nice to to get through to to Hamden, but am I confident? Not not particularly. I'm going to be honest. I just I just don't have a feeling that we're going to be be at Hamden this season. I know that's not what you want to hear on the on the Hearts review, but I just I just don't believe. So hopefully that's a good sign. Maybe I can go into this. Uh, Usually the sign of positivity yeah, on this podcast, Spencer. Usually I, I, I get a, a I, positive I just, spin from. Nah, I just see them doing the treble. I see. I see. I think Celtic will beat Rangers in that cup final as well, and I can see them doing the treble. I think with just with just the one defeat or something like that. Yeah. The big question is then, Spencer. Even if we get beat, are we still going out on your birthday? Oh yes, absolutely. We better be. It's Scotland Island at the weekend. There'll be a lot of Irish people in Edinburgh. We can party with them, Ross. That <laughs> <laughs> that sort of Rangers game deflated me the other week. There, I really thought we were going to go in there and. And beat them on that Wednesday night, and then badly let down. So I think Gordon mentioned as well to me, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be like two 0 down after twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's just you still want to, you just want want some hope, you know, a decent performance as well, and see what we can do because obviously they're, they're a great side. I mean, you can't deny it; they they really are a fantastic side, Celtic. Yeah. Um, twenty five games into a season, twenty three wins, one draw, one defeat. Yeah. It's impressive. Some some, and they might even have a, a league cup in the bag before then. Yeah. If if they lose the League Cup final though, I think there's no chance um, we're we're getting through. If they, <laughs> if, they, if they win the League Cup, because I just don't see them ending the season with just the league. So yeah. if they if they beat Rangers in that Cup final, then I think we have a, a better chance of getting through. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, you put football logic to that. You know what I mean? You think? Yeah, I mean, I, I you mean, bet, you know, you're completely right. But do you see them just ending the season with no, just the no, one trophy? I don't, no, I don't. I think they're they're head and shoulders above above. Um, any other team in the league currently? What do you make of the kick off time, Gordon? Twelve fifteen. Twelve fifteen. If I might say, I'm not a fan. I was hoping for a five thirty under the lights, to be honest, because I think when I just I don't know. I just think the early games this season against everyone really, the old firm Hibs, uh, Hibs. Well, we didn't have a, uh, an early. Well, we did actually, didn't we? It was Easter Road. Um, but yeah, certainly the ones against Celtic and Rangers. I thought they just suck the life out of Tyne Castle sometimes, eh? But I guess this quarter-final, so who knows, to be honest, it might be a little bit different, but I prefer a half-past five, personally. Uh, I thought under the lights would have been a, a really tasty one for Scottish football. Um, everybody would have enjoyed it, but then again, it's two clubs who hate each other, and um, obviously they're, get, they're getting more supporters, so maybe from a police point of view, maybe the early kickoff makes sense. But massive game, um, and as I said, we just hope parts compete, to be honest with you, and that, that's the biggest thing for me. From the point of view of looking at the cup overall, what do you make of the the way they've scheduled the games, the, the Friday and the Monday, if I'm correct in saying? Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it gives each each tie, because it's a quarter-final, let's remember, um, its own um, build-up and its own um, bit in the spotlight. So I've, I've absolutely no issue with them um, spreading over the four days. Um, I'm happy with the Saturday fixture, obviously. Uh, I can't be bored with Sunday games. Had enough of them this season. Um, we've got another one this Sunday for Christ's sake. So, just yeah, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, it's 
12-15, it's a bit meh, but, you know, if we win, who cares? means Mill- we can just get absolutely wrecked. Mill at nine? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I'll need to be quite buzzed for this one. And then, Mill at what? Quarter to one? Yeah, possibly, possibly. But remember, Club Tropicana at 12 the next again morning. Listen, if Hearts win, I'll know, I'll know see 10 o'clock. <laughs> seen a Celtic fan on Twitter saying they should get half the Wheatfield stand as well because they're entitled to 20% of the, the stadium stadium capacity. So he's demanding half the Wheatfield stand. <laughs> well, they aren't actually. I think it's 10% they're entitled to. But um, I think it depends. Yeah, it's 10. And at the end of the day, they're entitled to whatever we give them because um, it comes down to segregation as well. I think I think what that the 10 or 20% thing is, I think it's a maximum. Um so it's not a minimum, it's a maximum. And um, it depends on what the the club can give them. And we'll only give them the full stand. I think it's also about policing as well, if I'm correct in saying. Yeah, but you've got to remember though, right? That League Cup game last season, they gave us nothing. Yeah. And they were supposed to give us a certain percentage. So I would say, fuck them, right? I'd give them I'd give them only 500. I would say, oh, policing. That's all it is. Sorry, can't accommodate you. Our season tick holders come first. Our waiting list. No. We've ha- we've got an agreement in place with the fans on the waiting list they get first dibs, I'm sorry you're getting out. Never know they might do that. No chance. <laughs> Motherwell at the weekend. Spencer. Uh game against a side struggling. However, they did get their first win in a few last night. New caretaker manager Stuart Ketterwell in in there. Do you reckon they'll continue their new manager buzz against Hearts? Possibly. So, so they've just brought him in. He wasn't on like the coaching staff or anything. He was. He un- was under twenties coach. He's been there for okay. Um, he, he used to be at Ross County, didn't he? Is that right? Yeah, I thought he did an alright job there. Um, him and the other other guy that you say that look, looks like me. What's his name? Oh, he does look like you tonight. Um, for for context, Spencer's wearing a shirt and tie and a and a suit jacket. Looks. Very much like Stephen Ferguson, the former Ross County manager. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, th- I think we should be aiming to get the win. Um, comfortably beat them 3-0 after a European game. Somehow we managed to get the win against them at Tynecastle. I mean, if you remember, we were down to 10 men for large periods of that game. They brought it back to 2-2 and we still got a late penalty. Somehow went on to win that game. We're taking a massive crowd through. Probably be over 3,000 Hearts fans there. I'm tempted to go through. I start work at 4 o'clock, so I might... I should be able to make it back in time, I think, so I think I might go. I don't have a great record at Fur Park, so maybe I should stay away. Um, it's just one of these funny away grounds. It can be problematic for Hearts. Um, obviously, we won there 3-0 last time, but the time before that, I remember us getting beat a couple of times. We We should have enough. We should have enough to go there and play our game and beat them. We're still a wee bit dodgy away from home. Like performances like Livingston nil nil, I could see that coming a mile away. I think we we should have found a way to win that game. Even Tanadice as well. Uh, we scored that late goal to get to get a draw there in December. Um, I think these are sort of games that we have to sort of end start winning because you know we are only was it nine point eight points clear in third or something like that. And Livingston have got a game in hand. We're, we're not miles clear. I still think we'll finish third quite comfortably, but you know we're not as far clear in third as I would like. And a, a, a sort of game like this on Sunday is what we should be aiming to win. But I think it'll be difficult. I do. I don't think it'll be a walkover. I think it'll be one nil Hearts actually. Do you think it'll be 
as difficult as Spencer is alluding to? Well, they'll certainly have had a boost uh, from their win over uh, St Mirren, um, which does us a favour, really, because that was one of St Mirren's games in hand. Well, it's a pivotal weekend for Hearts, because if you look at the fixtures, uh, Aberdeen are away to Celtic and Rangers uh, go to Livingston, so um, there are two direct rivals at the moment. Um, well, Aberdeen aren't, sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about with them, but, um, but you, you know, the, the teams who you'd maybe consider uh, to be the teams that could potentially still catch us. I've, I've got difficult games this weekend. Um, I think Hibs are at home to Kilmarnock, so you don't know how they're going to be. Kelly's are we record shocking. but So, yeah, it's a pivotal game when you're playing a, a side that I don't think they're bottom now, but they certainly were bottom, and they, they did look like favourites to go down. Um, look, they, they've had a big win, but I just think that uh, if Hearts play our game, then, then we should beat them. We've beat them twice already this season without playing particularly well. I think this is now the opportunity where Hearts need to up their game and start playing well. We keep saying oh, we're winning games without playing well, but maybe this is us playing well, and that, that might actually be quite concerning. So it's time that they start proving that they have got extra gears and start moving through the gears and um, large away support again. Who expect? Definitely, definitely. Going to be... More than 3,000? Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Which, by the way, I'm shocked at because I hadn't even bothered buying my ticket up until um, I realised it was sold out, so I had to buy them through Motherwell. Um, so it sell t- for a start 2,200 for 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Fair enough, if it was a Saturday at 3, then yeah. I get it. But, but to sell that level of number it, it is quite incredible. Um, so I think it just shows you where hearts are at the moment. I'll take more than 3,000 for a game that's on the tail at 12 brilliant stuff so um sure they weigh in they'll be rocking um hopefully the players can give them something to shout about so hopefully i can drive you there on one piece <laughs> we're going to chat a little bit about the um signings we made over um the january window and chat a wee bit about who's impressed us who's not um gordon who's impressed you so far from the signings that were made uh well i mean hill i would say is settled in quite well I think he's, um, apart from the Rangers game where he was played out of position in fairness to him, but certainly when he, he's played at centre-half or right centre-half in the back three, I think he's looked comfortable. Um, I thought he was he was pretty solid in, in the derby. That that was certainly the the big test for him, and I thought he stood up to it well and passed with flying colours. So I think he's done really well. You can see that he's a player that I think could, uh, could go on and, and play at a decent level. Um, he's certainly settled in with... Uh, uh, sort of roles in Sibic. I think it's now a, a, a settled back three. Uh, um, so he would be the standout because I don't think we've obviously seen too much from the other two yet. Um, Oda, I think, physically looks pretty good. I think technically he's got an, an, an okay touch, I think, and, and he's he, he can... I think his vision's not too bad, but I think... And this was something that I read about him before he came to Hearts, that his finishing was pretty poor, and I think we've seen that so far. It's not great, um, but you can improve on that, and I, I'm sure the coaches will improve on that. I think it's all about getting yourself into the right areas. You don't necessarily have to be a good goal scorer to be a good goal scorer, to be honest, as much as that might not make sense to people, but it's ultimately about getting yourselves in the right positions. And I think, you know, you've seen that for the Livingston one. He was in a great position, he just didn't execute it very well. Hamilton again, he cut inside and got himself in a really good position, but the execution was poor. So that can be worked on, and I think that's clearly a long-term thing that Hearts will do. Um, they'll want to work on that with them, and whether or not he can 
step up will, will remain to be seen. Um, for me, you know, Kuyol's uh, got a tremendous amount of pace. Yeah. Um, player, I mean, you, and, you, he's, and he's played further upfield. Yeah, absolutely. Not played as a, a deep line midfielder. Um, you know, you've seen him get away from Bonabarasic, and Bonabarasic can shift himself as well. And he, he left him. Um, so I think, you know, if you had him, I think he'd probably be ideal for the Celtic game, really, because Celtic have bags of pace as well. But if you have someone who's got that little bit of energy, a um, little bit of pace, and, um, and I think he can play football a little bit. So In a sense, you kind of need that as well. Well, especially like, if of course got, you do. Especially you if you've got someone like Shankland up front yeah. who you know hasn't really got a lot of pace, but nah. you know what he's good at. Exactly. You need someone to play with him that's able to well, he, you know, he, do the running. Exactly. I mean, him, him and a two could be a, a really good, you know, the the big man, wee man type of thing that Hearts are notoriously made famous over the years. Um, it could be could be something that works for them. But yeah, I would like to see see him play off the shoulder because I think he would leave leave a lot of um, a lot of players in the dust. Whether he starts against Motherwell or not, I don't know, because Ginelli obviously suspended, um, so he could play in the Ginelli role. Um, but I would like to see a lot more of him. He's an exciting kid. He's, he's developing, obviously. Um, I think Newcastle fans thought that he was just going to come up here and play every every minute. I think we maybe thought that as well, but um, clearly they've got a plan for him, and I think he is only 18. Let's not forget that. He's, he's a young, young man. You, you don't want to put too much pressure on him as well. No, and I think because he, he, he played at the World Cup, clearly there's... Yeah, there is a player there, absolutely. And I think um, Newcastle United don't sign him at eighteen. No, no, of course, exactly. Um, so I think he'll. I don't know if Hearts have an agreement in place to get him back next season as well. So that's maybe why they aren't necessarily just throwing him in right away and thinking let's enjoy him while he's here, sort of thing. I think there's a there's certainly a development plan there, and um, you know it's almost like well you've got to you've got to fight your way into this team. Let's see what you're all about, and um, I think. Uh, Next time he gets his opportunity, because I thought his cameo against um, against uh, Dundee United was good, um, and I'm surprised he didn't play against Hamilton. I thought he would have done. I thought he would have started, but um, but for whatever reason he didn't. So yeah, um, I do want to see a lot more from from both of them until the end of the season. I like for them to both get a couple of goals. I'm not expecting either of them to come in here and score 15 goals, but. I think um, if they can do do something and uh, score a few goals and um, hopefully get themselves their first cup winners medals of their their careers. Let's hope so. Would 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 you reckon the impact of us not signing Callum Patterson will be Spencer? Um, it's a good question. Could uh, could prove problematic, especially with um, Smith picks up an injury or anything like that. I think. Uh, Patterson probably would have walked into the first team if we if we had got him, yeah, and that would have seen Smith more more sidelined. When's his contract up? Is it the end of the season, Smith, or has he got another year? So yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's probably. Do you think he's worthy of a new contract? I mean, I think he's done certainly he's as a backup. Right. Probably, That's yeah. What I mean. yeah, probably he's as a backup. A great servant to but the I, th- I think Patterson definitely would have added an extra piece of quality. Is he the difference between winning the Scottish Cup? Possibly. Uh, in terms of Oda and, and Kyle, um, yeah, I think they're two decent players, actually. I think they'll be very good impact players, you know, if the game's nil-nil. Especially um, Kuyol's pace. I think uh, I can just imagine, if we do make it to Hamden, I know I sort of said that we're going out, but you can imagine him on that Hamden pitch, just sort of, if it's late in the game or something like that, yeah. 
um, especially if we bring him on. Like you think, you think about that Scottish Cup final last season against Rangers. Just imagine, like if we had him, like at extra time, just someone like him to to throw on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just getting forward. I, I think Shankland. That's why I think Ginelli's been so effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Is Shankland needs someone that can do the running. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Cool would be a guy. Yep. Hundred percent. Shankland, mm-hmm. as as we've alluded to there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's as as we said why Ginelli's um, done so yeah. well in that sort of that sort of role as well. And I, and I think, I think we need someone yeah. like that. And I, and think I think Oda's done all right as well, actually. Um, I think he's looked looked decent. Some people have been saying different things about him, but I think he's looked fine. Um, someone that's just settling in still. I can see glimpses that both of these players are. Are decent. Um, took a little bit of time. You think about last season. It took a little bit of time for Sims to properly get up and running. It wasn't until about mid March that he probably started going a little bit of a goal scoring spree. I'd start um, Kuyol against Motherwell. I'd throw him in there. Um, I think he he could cause them a lot of problems. And what do you think the score will be against Motherwell? Well, I said one nil. Um, I think it'll be very tough though. I just I think it'll be scrappy. Realistically, we should be going there playing our game and winning quite comfortably because I don't think they're a good side but um, they're, they're, they've just went back to basics haven't they that's how they got their win against St Mirren who are a decent wee side as well um, obviously we, we played St Mirren twice fairly recently tough games so I think he'll just make them resolute you know their game plan will be is keep it tight don't concede any goals don't give hearts chances so that's why I think it'll be a tough game and if we do break them down it'll just be 1-0 we have to make sure we're, we're solid defensively because a corner set piece thrown into the box, that's what exactly they'll be going for to try and get a goal against us. Gordon, what do you think the score will be? Um, I honestly don't know, to be honest with you. Um, probably be a draw. I think most of our away games this season have been draws and we just seem to be draw specialists away from home. So I'll go 1-1. Hope not. Hope I'm wrong. Hope Hearts win 2 0, but I, I can see it being 1 1, which would be a disappointing result. Thank you very much for joining me um, this week. Yeah, hopefully, we do get the win over Motherwell and consolidate third place. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>